If you're in a job search, are you tired of applying over and over on job boards, constantly tweaking your resume until you hardly even recognize it? Do you feel exhausted, burnt out, anxious, or rejected from the continuous stream of automated rejection letters or recruiters who don't understand your value ghosting you? Want to learn the most effective strategies to take control of your job search so you can find the right role at a company you'll be excited to work for? If so, I'm glad you're listening. Now introducing the Strategic Job Search. The Strategic Job Search is the most comprehensive course designed to transform your job search and allow you to take control of your career. When you're in a strategic job search, the time you invest in your search is spent on activities designed to land you a role at a company you actually want to work for. A strategic job search allows you to feel confident knowing you're talking to people who can actually hire you or advocate for you throughout your search. A strategic job search gives you confidence to ask what you're worth and has you feeling excited on day one of your career instead of resentful or unfulfilled. With over 20 easy to follow videos and 16 workbooks, step-by-step guides, templates, and checklists, take the guessing out of your search and move forward with assurance that you're building a foundation for success. With six months access to a members only Facebook group, know that you're getting the support and answers that will get you back on track towards your ultimate goal. This course is valued at over $2,000, but at the low cost of only $4.97, you too can gain access to executive level strategies that previously were not available to you unless you shelled out the big bucks. Gain instant access to both the course and the members only Facebook group by going to mystrategicjobsearch.com. We can't wait to see you take control of your career and land your dream job the strategic way. Go to mystrategicjobsearch.com to get started on the path to your new career now. Welcome back to the Add a Girl podcast with your host, Kara Dennison. I am so excited to bring you this episode with our special guest, Rebecca Simmons. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Uh, hi, Kara. I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. I am so glad to talk to you. Rebecca, yes. you do some really exciting work. I can't wait to dive in. Tell the girls and the guys listening about what you do. So before we even get started, let's tell the folks, what do you do? What kind of coaching do you do? Yeah. Well, first of all, Kara, thanks so much for having me on here. This is really exciting. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Rebecca Simmons and I have Rebecca Simmons coaching. I am a women's empowerment coach, women's leadership coach, and I basically work with women who are facing burnout and are looking to escape a toxic work environment. That's where my heart and passion is, is helping women navigate those murky waters. Well, if anyone has ever listened to this podcast and knows my story, that is something near and dear to my heart because burnout, I've been feeling it recently. I definitely felt it in my corporate job. Mm -hmm. So what got you here? What makes you focus on that? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it actually, my business was born from healing from my own burnout experience, my Mm -hmm. own toxic workplace experience. So basically my experience through the pandemic was a lot of ups and downs. I, my career was going really great. I was good at what I did. I was the HR leader for my company and my career was going really well. I I was getting promotions. I was making more money than I'd ever made. And on the outside, everything was looking really great. Did really well at what I did. I was really connecting really brought a good brand, good face to the HR thing, but I was dying inside. Mm. And I was just overextending myself. 
I was working long, long hours. I was taking a lot of the emotional toll of what was happening in the world, especially Mm -hmm. in my industry, and taking it all on myself. Mm -hmm. And imposter syndrome was very real for me and just losing all sense of myself. My own self-care, my own uh, sense of just being kind to myself, I was not on my own radar at all. I was eating too much. I was drinking too much. I was picking up smoking again. I was just not, I was not being kind to my family and I just wasn't myself. Yeah. And I eventually just one night looked at my husband and said, what if I walked away, went back to school? What if we moved, sold our house, moved to a different community? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So I was really fortunate to have that support and got a semester of school under my belt and decided that wasn't the path for me. But I started really digging into my own healing experience and figuring out where all this comes from, all of these behaviors that that led to negative experiences and a negative relationship with myself. And through that healing is where I decided I wanted to work with other women because there's a lot of people in this space as well. I'm glad that you said that because before we even get even further into what you do now, let's just circle back to where you were Mm -hmm. because I feel like that story that you just told about your corporate environment and your job from the outside, it seemed like you probably had it all together. Like you said, you were the HR Mm -hmm. leader, you were holding it all together. You were the face of the company and you were killing it, but internally through a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Falling apart, wreck. right? Yeah. And burnt yeah. out, picking up bad habits and a hot mess. mess. <laughs> but the funny thing is, and it's not funny actually, is that how many women listening? I mean, if you're in your car or if you're at home, raise your hand. And I bet you almost everyone listening is, if you haven't felt that, you're probably feeling it now. Or if you're not feeling it now, you probably felt that at some point. Yeah. Almost. Every woman I've ever spoken to, or if you're in the girls' girls community, it's been a recurring theme of posts that I've been seeing over and over. When the pandemic first started, we all thought this was just going to be a few weeks, and then it just kept going on. And we always tend to just take on so much, and the burnout is real. It just is. And yet we just mm-hmm. tend to put on this face that everything's okay. We got it all together. Our shit's together. Yeah, that's what, kind of what we do, right? I mean- I think that the pandemic just added like an extra layer of just stretch and stress and just pain on top of already poor behaviors on my part. You know, I I didn't know the first thing about boundaries. And I thought Mm -hmm. if I just worked hard and made myself available any hour of the day or night and just doubled down and did what I was supposed to, that everything would fall into place. And now, and then we add a pandemic on top of it. And now it's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I'm going to take care of my family. I don't know how I'm going to take care of these employees. And it's like, it's just layers upon layers of pain. Yeah. I feel like the unspoken pandemic, and maybe I probably shouldn't say this, but like women are getting burnt the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening at an alarming rate. I see it over and over and over again. And I'd love to hear from you about your healing journey, but what are some of the reasons why we're getting so burnt out? I know the pandemic, I mean, we are, we're constantly just trying to make it to the next mm-hmm. day, the next week, but 
even before that, I was burnt out before a pandemic came. Right. Yeah. What are some of the the reasons that why we feel like we need to keep it all together on the outside, but we're just barely surviving and barely hanging on on the inside? Well, I think a lot of it goes back to, well, from my experience and from what I've seen with my clients is we put ourselves last because Mm -hmm. as women, as like natural nurturers, we want to make sure that our families and our friends, our teams that we lead are all taken care of. And I know that I've actually said these words at work. I would rather fall on the sword and have to work the crazy weekend or do something that where my team wouldn't have to experience that. I would rather it fall on me, which in some sense is leadership. But at the same time, I don't know that it necessarily had to be, but we put ourselves last in the priority. And a lot of times at the end of the day, when we have those moments that we could take for ourselves, it turns into numbing Mm. instead of actually processing. Mm. And then we just never land on our own radar because we're trying to take care of everything else. And these traditionally female roles, even though a lot of households are, are sharing more duties and things, but there's still a lot that falls under, you know, in the Venn diagram of what men and women do, there's still a lot that falls under like the women's responsibility and societal roles. And so that's a lot really emotional. I'm trying not to get feisty here, but I, I hate that. (laughs) Right? Why, why is that? And is that an internal thing where we feel like we have to, or is that like an external thing where we feel the pressure like that's our role. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I, it's so frustrating to me. I feel like I have to do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know if that comes internally or if that's an external expectation that was passed down for me, or I don't know, but I am exhausted. I am tired of putting myself last. I am so damn tired and I'm done with it. And I know I've talked on this podcast about filling my cup first, and I'm really trying to make that an active thing, but I feel like it's almost unnatural to me. And yeah. But that shouldn't be like that. Why, why is that so ingrained in us? I think it's, I think it's internal and external. I think, I think a lot of it is passed down for mm-hmm. sure. You know, you look at our mothers and grandmothers and, and seeing what the family dynamics were like for them and how this, this trickle down works. But then I also think that we're not very equipped as women Mm. to know how to ask, Mm. to know how to ask for help. And if we ask for help, does that mean that I failed? Does Mm. that mean that I can't handle it all? Because there's the comparison being the thief of joy and, you know, that it looks like Kara's got it all together. How come I can't handle it? And, and it's just that fear of failure, that fear of well, if I can't handle it all, and then that, but that keeps us in the loop yeah. of, of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no, we're not closing the loop. And that's what keeps us in burnout. Well, Kara does not have it all together. Let's be real Nobody about that. Nobody does. Nobody Let's be real does. about that. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. So when you finally hit the wall, I hit the wall. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually when you're dealing with burnout, a wall has to be hit. Mm-hmm. So you hit the wall and you quit. You told your husband, we're moving. <laughs> let's, yes. 
selling I'm the house. done. Yeah. And we you sold st- half our stuff and just got out of there and yeah. reset. Yeah. So you started on a healing journey. Are mm-hmm. you breaking that loop? What does that look like for you? My healing largely came from understanding where the roots were. Mm. So understanding how it is that I developed these behaviors of people pleasing, Mm. of being too hard on myself, understanding where that inner critic came from that is not serving me, that's trying to protect me and keep me small, because that's what that, that voice that ego that speaks to first and the loudest is what has shaped me and shaped my mindset. And so I had to really understand and I had to understand where those roots were so that I could then engage with and dialogue with those voices. It sounds like I've got voices in my head, right? But we all do. We all have those voices And once you understand where those came from and those ideas, sometimes it's just looking at the nine-year-old version of you and saying, baby, I've got you. Mm. We're okay. And you may not know what's down the road for you. And that's okay. It's not meant for you to know, but we're all right. And things turn out okay. And we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to be safe anymore. We've got this. We can hold this boundary. We can leave the job and go and do the scary thing. It's okay. So I have goosebumps because that <laughs> that is part of the healing journey that I have been on in the last couple of years too, is it's freaking wild meeting past versions of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel a lot of times when my trauma responses come out, in present day, right? Where I'm reacting and I don't really know why I'm reacting that way. <laughs> it's usually a past version of myself, a little younger version of Kara who needs a little TLC from present version of Kara who is scared or doesn't understand and who didn't have the nourishing or the reassurance or didn't know how to set up the boundary or something. Is this something that you do with your clients it is help to get to the root of the cause of their burnout? Yeah, it's where we start. Yeah. It's where we start. And it's and, and we start heavy and strong right here with the deep stuff. Mm. But we have to dig through that stuff because we can't start with confidence when we don't know where our lack of confidence comes from. Mm. Right. And so it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage and a lot of confidence to leave that abusive work environment, mm-hmm. to heal that burnout. It takes a lot of that. So in order to build that up, we kind of have to understand what's underneath all those layers. Mm. What did you learn in your childhood or your youth or as a young adult? What lessons did you learn based on experiences that you had that you need to unlearn? Mm. Because that's a beautiful thing about things that you learn is that you formed that idea based on a situation. You learned something so you can unlearn it. Mm. Yeah, It's just rewiring your brain. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening, not to change the subject too much, but it relates. There's a lot of things that are happening in the job market right now. We hear, uh, I even write about the great resignation or the turnover tsunami, right? And there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who are excited to go find a position at a company that they want to work for, they feel aligned with, or they're fulfilled in. And 
but there's a lot of people that are staying in toxic work environments. And I'm assuming that some of the clients that you work with that are scared to leave a toxic work environment, what has us women, especially staying in toxic work environments for so long? I hear for years, I stayed in a toxic work environment for two years too long. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I could boil down either my experience or what women tell me, and what, what I see resonating out in the social media world when I put things out there is that two things. One is, what if I leave this job mm. and I go into a worse situation? Mm. So I'd rather stay with the evil I know mm-hmm. versus the evil I don't. And then there's also the school of thought, which is I feel like is a close cousin of this one, is I don't know if I could do anything else. I don't know if I have the right skills to do anything else. I don't know. Like, this is all I know. Who'd want to hire me? Mm. So these are like self-limiting beliefs, right? And just the fear of the unknown. So I'll just stay right here, even though it's, I'm dying inside. Wow. It's, it all comes back to fear. Yeah, right? it does. It's so interesting how sometimes we as women we'll run ourselves into the ground or burn ourselves out completely or light ourselves on fire Mm -hmm. because we're so afraid of change or afraid of failure or even afraid of success, afraid of being amazing at a new job. Fear. That's the real F word. Yes, absolutely. It's amazing. So can you give us a little golden nugget, something that could help if someone is listening to this podcast and they're feeling just really freaking burnt out or afraid to leave something, a toxic work environment? What would you tell them? Like, give them a little nugget. <laughs> One of the biggest things that I can that I can say that I think really resonates with women, something that I feel like I needed to hear at that time when I was in my lowest is you're not alone. Mm. You're not alone. There are resources out there. You are not alone and you are not crazy Mm -hmm. that this is real. Your experience is real and it's not because you just can't handle it or you need to toughen up. It's that it's crazy out there and there are really bad bosses out there making tough work environments hostile work environments, unsafe work environments. It's real. It's real and you're not alone. You know, if you don't mind expanding on some things that are toxic work environment red flags or indicators that some women or just people in general don't normally, cons- like, do you know what I'm trying to say? There are sometimes people will stay in a job and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. But then on the outside, sort of like Stockholm syndrome, (laughs) you're Mm -hmm. you're like, no, honey, like that is toxic. Get the F out. Are there some of those sort of things where maybe either your clients or other women have talked to you and you're like, yeah, that's toxic, but people don't typically know that it's toxic? Well, one thing that's really prevalent in a lot of toxic work environments is gossip. And sometimes when you're in the in group, the, the gossip, you don't really see it. Of course, when you're on the out group, you, you definitely do. When you're in the in group and you don't really see it as much as like, well, this is just establishing fact. 
or discussing, or I'm glad they're not just, they're not talking about me, at least not with me in the room. There's also some bosses out there that you can see the clear cycle of abuse. And of course, I can't quote all the phases right now, but right off the top of my head, but you're in high favor now and it feels so good and you're a rock star and it's amazing. And then you're made to feel like you're slipping up. You get beaten up a little bit and then you get frozen out and then you're on the upswing again. And it's that, that feeling that like you're a rock star, you're doing great. You're included. You're brought into the meetings Mm. and you're frozen out again. Mm. That's abuse. Yeah. It's hard, especially in like that cycle one that you mentioned, because you're like, oh, well, it's great right now. Like it's not abusive. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) but today it's not good, but Mm -hmm. it'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll just work harder to get back in good graces again. I'll just work harder. I'll do more. I'll do whatever it takes. It'll be better next week. That's not fun living. It's like walking on eggshells. It's not fun. Yes. Yes. That's good. Rebecca, you have an amazing program for women. I love this program. Not only do you start out with the heavy stuff, because whether you're in a toxic environment and you go into a great environment, if you haven't done the hard work to really set the boundaries, heal the trauma, work through some of that inner stuff, it's going to be, it's just going to be tough. And these are some lifelong skills that really just make you a more confident person. So Rebecca is all about kicking glass, right? Which I love kicking glass, gaining confidence and really learning, helping women learn how to set boundaries and really get to that next level of yourself, which is fantastic. So tell people what you have to offer and how you help women, because I just love it. So yeah, I love that you said that about if you're going to heal the burn, it's important to heal the burnout and whenever you're looking to transition, because I like to think of it as having a set of luggage at your desk, right? So Mm. you have a set of luggage at your desk at work. And one thing could be minimal boundaries. The the other could be imposter syndrome. The other one could be stress or work overload or whatever it is that you carry with you. And we think that we will solve the problem by just finding a new job. But somehow there's a magical bellman, bell person, I should say, <laughs> that will just deliver that luggage right over to your new desk. How convenient. They always find you. Yeah. Dang and it. So next thing you know, you've got luggage. It may not come all at once, but that luggage starts popping up mm-hmm. at your new desk. So what I do with this program, it's an eight-week program, like you said, called Boss Up and Kick Glass. And we are looking to open up that luggage, dig around and see what's inside and heal those spaces to where you're not carrying that luggage with you anymore. You're going to set that to the side. Yeah. And we have to do these things. And then giving women permission to, to really express their desires and lean into that because desires are different than like, I just want this. Hmm. I just want a promotion. Well, that's really surface. I want to dig into what you desire, which really connects to your like heart and your belly and just, you can just feel it in your body of what you want out of life mm. and really give permission to give that voice. I love that. And dig into that. So, so I'm helping women level up 
by shedding those layers of insecurity and fear. And that's the first glass ceiling you need to kick. Ooh, I yes. love that. Yes. God, your own internal glass ceiling. Oh, yes. God, I have goosebumps again. Yes. Wouldn't it just feel so great, ladies, to just kind of let go a little bit of that luggage? Mm-hmm. Just kind of set a couple boundaries, fill up your own cup once in a while. Oof. Yeah. Yes, please. And to do it with the Rebecca Simmons. Mm-hmm. By the way, Sometimes, maybe once in a while, she'll do a coaching call in her red sequin caftan. That's I right. mean, come on. How That's how right. can you ever turn that down? <laughs> she is a badass. I freaking love her. So, Rebecca, I'm going to tell them where they can find you, and then you fill in if I mess up here, sure. okay? So, her website is freaking badass. She designed it herself, which I just like met woman of many talents here. So Rebecca Simmons coaching.com. She has a freebie on there as well. What can they expect to see in that freebie if they download it? So a lot of women come to me and they are uncertain as to, should I stay or should I go? Mm. You know, a lot of women I'll say are pretty clear. It's time to go, but there's still some fence riders, right? And so this is going to help you get clear about that. So it's uh get the F out or get the F over it. That's the question, but guess what? There's no getting over it. It's just getting through it. So yeah. So this will help you get clear about that. I love that. Oh God. I love it. She is also on TikTok. That's how she found me. She TikTok was like, sisters, TikTok sisters. If you follow me on TikTok from last week, when I told you my 10 top TikTok tips, she and I actually have a little stitch on TikTok, but she is Rebecca Simmons coaching on TikTok. Also, if you are in the Girls Girls community, I have wrangled her to join the Girls Girls community. So definitely make sure that you have joined that as well. Where else are you? Where did I miss you? I have a Facebook group. I can't remember if she said that Facebook group called Rebecca Simmons coaching as well. She goes live every Thursday? Every Wednesday. Wednesday. This week is a Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Every Wednesday. She goes live every Wednesday and does an amazing little dance party to get started and has a great topic on Wednesday nights in that group. So definitely join Mm. that. And is there anything else that you want to share with, with our listeners? No, I think that's it. I just really enjoy the the sisterhood and the power that comes with women who lift each other up and support each other's businesses. And I am a huge believer in when she rises, we all rise. Mm. And it's just so hot to watch a woman come into alignment with who she is and really honor herself. And Kara, you really offer me a great platform and you I love this connection with you and I really appreciate you for having me on today. It was my pleasure to have you on. And one of the things that Brittany, our other podcast host, always says is rising tides raise all ships. And yes. I love that. And just like Rebecca says, we love communities that raise up all women. So if you're not in the girls, girls community, make sure you're joined. Both Rebecca and I are in there just like all of your podcast hosts are in there as well. It's the best place on the internet. Make sure to join. And 
Just like always, Add a Girl is a production of the Girls Girls Media. Check out all of our other podcasts. I'm coming at you every Wednesday with the Add a Girl podcast. We have Your Royal Highness on Tuesdays. We have the Girls Girls podcast on Thursdays. And of course, Stock Daddy on Friday for Financial Fridays. Make today an amazing day and have a great week. I'll see you next week. 